back to Cover Zero. We've had some time off. The off season is upon us. And, bro, it is so good to be back on the mic. You agree? I agree. I agree, bro. (laughs) I agree. Lots to get into. The free agency frenzy is upon us. And it seems like some teams got their stimulus checks that were a lot more than the ones you and me got. Because (laughs) there's guys out there spending. Yeah, so, that's a fact. That's a fact. It's true. And we'll we'll get into the winners and who spent the best and who made the best moves. We'll go into the losers, ones we like, ones we disagree with. But we're going to kick it off with one of Josiah's winners, and that's the Patriots. And they made a ton, a ton, a ton of moves. I'll let you get into the details of it. But just in terms of like right off the top, the Patriots spent roughly about $270 million in terms of free agent money. And that's what they did just throughout this first few days, four days or so of the tampering period. Yeah. In the first two days, they spent $227 million. Over the prior decade, Bill Belichick spent $359 million total through free agency. So this is definitely a different trend for them. What do you think about all the moves they made? I really think they're trying to do as much as they can to get back in, in their winning ways as fast as they can. You know, they're used to winning. They're used to having the, 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 the talent. And last year, you've seen that last couple of years, you know, you really, even when Brady was there, you know, with the wide receiver talent, they didn't have, they didn't really have that there. And I think this year they really wanted to address it. You know, um, Cam, you know, bringing back Cam, obviously they got him some weapons and I like the weapons that they added. Let, let's start there. You know, uh, obviously being a Raider fan, didn't want to see him go, but he left and for more money than what we were willing to give him. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, you mm-hmm. know, I, he could he could stretch the field. We we've seen that. Uh, his hands he seemed to have found his hands last year with us. And you know my my only concern is just you know him being consistent. That's that's the only thing. He had a couple games with us where he had some drops. You know, but with the Eagles it, it was it was really inconsistent. And you know and they did rely on him being that number one wide receiver. And I don't know. It, it looks like the Patriots may rely on him to at least be that for sure number two. But he could they could rely on him to be that number one. Mm-hmm. So. It's going. It's a t- it's a big task for him. It's a bit it, in a sense. It's kind of a big risk as well. But I do like the move. I think Nelson having a good year with us brings back that confidence. You know, he got his money. He got more than what he probably thought he would get. And he's playing for a winning organization. He's playing for the greatest head coach of all time. So I like that move on both sides for them. It's good. And then the other move I really like too is Hunter Henry, bro. Like that. And these players are young players. You know, Hunter has went through some injuries, obviously, but, you know, he's young. You know, I'm assuming that he'll bounce back. And we all know how a Josh McDaniels offense could really look when they have really good tight ends. And Hunter Henry is a pretty good tight end when he's healthy. So that's a big-time signing. And, you know, quarterback's favorite weapon, at least I would think. I've never played quarterback. But I would think it would be the tight end. And Cam knew, especially if the quarterback is either not the same or not that good or, you know, young or whatever, especially the rookies, they their target are the are the big ones up the middle is a tight end, you know, and um, Hunter Henry can be that guy, you know, and, and I really think he actually can flourish a little bit more, you know, in, in this system because of how, like I said, Josh Jacobs or Josh Jacobs, Josh McDaniels, how he liked to utilize his tight ends. So I really like that move from them. Uh, Matt Judon. You know, adding more pass rush, him and bringing back Kyle 
uh, The Noy. I, I really like that move as well. But Matt Judon is he's one that's kind of been a little inconsistent. But I think the last two years, he like last year, he played solid. The year before, he was pretty good, you know. And now you put him on this this type of defense with Bill Belichick. I think I mean the sky's the limit for him, you know. And he's also still young. He's only twenty eight years old. So I really like a lot of the moves that they did over here. Um, one of the underrated moves in Kendrick Bourne from San Fran. I really feel like, obviously, he didn't really get his chance over there. He went through the, had the COVID situation last year. And the year before that, he was playing behind. But when he did get on the field, he was he flashed at times. And we've seen a lot of these we've, – we've seen unknown names really just, you know, come out of nowhere in New England and be star players. You know, and he's one of those players that could end up making that, you know, making that bounce back, uh, making a bounce back season with them. So I like that move as well. So, yeah, I really like what the Patriots have done. They had they did invest in a whole lot of money. I mean, more money than they ever have. You know, like you said, the numbers that you brought up. But I feel like in a sense, too, it's a little necessary. I'm not going to say it's a panic move. I think Bill's because if you think panic, then you think Bill's on a hot seat. And I don't think I don't think he's nowhere near on the hot seat. I think Bill can leave whenever he wants to leave. No, no, the, they, yeah, Bill's got he's he's got he's got leverage in the cushion. That seat is not hot. Yeah, he's 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 good. So I don't think it's a panic move. I just I, I think if anything's a panic, I think it's more so of a panic of win, want to win. You know, he's used to winning. He's used to being in the playoffs. He's used to you know he's used to having that talent around them. So that's what they did. They went out, signed some players for Cam. I still think they need to address the quarterback position. Uh, I'm okay with them giving Cam another year, but I think they need to go out and and draft somebody so they can develop. So, yeah, but I, I, I overall I like what I like what they've done. Yeah, they have they've made a, a ton of moves. She brought up Hunter Henry. They also got Johnu Smith, mm-hmm. and it's some of the some of these deals. Like I'm, I'm not necessarily of the mind that they are a loser in free agency, which we will get to the teams we have there. But I don't necessarily know if I can sit here and say that they they are definitely not the the top team as a lot of people have them in terms of this free agency period. And a big reason for that for me is just with the contracts they gave to certain guys. John U. Smith set the record for the most guaranteed money ever given to a tight end. Ever. He's guaranteed $31.25 million. Hunter Henry guaranteed 25 million dollars that is so much money to guarantee these guys Mm -hmm. the cap hits next year boil down they both hunter henry and johnu smith both of them are making more money than travis kelsey and darren waller next season they're paying them that much that's crazy like i would like those they're good players they are like hunter henry was in our top 10 tight end one going into this previous season John U. Smith has shown that he is a multi-faceted player. Like he fits the Patriots mold in the sense of like the Titans gave this guy jet sweeps. The Titans line this guy up at fullback and put him in the pattern or have him go block. You can put him in line. You can flex him out to the slot. Like he he's an athletic dude and he's he's young, as you had said. But 31.25 million guaranteed? Right. Uh, and then top three highest paid tight end in the NFL in 2020. Like that's just it's just a little bit too much. It's just a little bit too rich for me there. The Aguilar one, I agree with you 100%. I wouldn't have paid him that money just to have him stay. And good on Nelson for cashing in. The Kendrick Bourne one, though, I do think is that he's like, you know, $5 million guaranteed. 
and we, and we'll be able to separate better than any receiver they really had on the roster last year. Like that's his ability. He can, he can get in and out of breaks very well. And Niner fans will point to that Seattle game and times during that season, uh, a couple years ago before the COVID year where he had had some drops. But overall, if you take the whole collective body of work of the receiver that he is, that's the type of receiver that they need. Other signings, Jalen Mills, four years, 24 million, 9 million guaranteed. He can play free safety. He can play corner. We all know how Bill Belichick loves those type of versatile DBs. That also helps because Stephon Gilmore and the McCourty brothers are done in in terms of their contracts after this season, and they're both in their 30s. So Jalen gives you some flexibility as to which guy you want to hang on to, move on from, you know, things like that. Bringing back Dave Andrews, David Andrews, their center for four years, $19 million. I mean, that's a that's such a such a good signing right there. Ted Karras also from Miami for only four million dollars, like backup center to have Ted Karras as a backup center. Like that's just good. There's so many teams that don't have a center as good as Andrews or Karras. Right. You know, it's well, that, one of them, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, we miss you, Rodney. Uh, but yeah, I just there's there's a lot of moves. Like the, un, I feel like they're under the radar. Less splashy moves right. are 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 the good ones. And yeah, you know, Matt Judon, you needed to go pay to get a to get a pass rusher and things like that. And Matt Judon was like a, a decent one because they like those power edge guys. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what the Patriots look for and that's kind of the guys also that Baltimore has drafted over time and Baltimore to not have to necessarily shell out that cap space but show they can continue to acquire those guys I think just with where both organizations are philosophically and financially right now it fit both it really fit both so yeah I I, I do think the Patriots overall I give them about my grade for the Patriots is about a B in free agency I would say because they did need to make moves they did need to influx talent into that roster right. and at the end of the day yeah I, I think they did that yeah yeah I'm gonna I'm give them b plus a minus around there I, I just I really like I mean because now Aguilar I, I, the only like I said my only concern is really just being being consistent I think he has gotten that though being having the confidence coming from us and if he could play like he played last year he, he's gonna be fine you know and like I said the Hunter Henry one I think that's that's just that's gonna be dangerous man having him on that on in that offense yeah I mean you could use they'll go back to that those sets they had with with Gronk and with Aaron Hernandez Aaron, yeah, yeah you know and I mean they'll go back to those Kendrick. sets and then yeah I mean you can use you could use they they got a, they're pretty multiple still and you know, I, I do expect them to have a, a better season going forward than they did last year, just because you got all these different pieces you can use. Yeah, and they started to heat up late last year. Remember, we we started to think, are they really going to sneak into the playoffs? Because we didn't have them making it. Mm-hmm. But you know, when we first talked about you know uh, the division, the, the, the divisions. But I mean, late, late last season, they started to play some really really good football, and they was they was creeping up like they was going to make a wild card. Uh, but yeah, now they add it, and then they still got the draft. You know, and, and it's just hard. You know, me personally, bro, it's it's hard for me to really see these players going and not trying. Like they, you know, because we we see these fat contracts from other teams to these up to the to, to these type of players, and them not living up to it. Not saying that every single player is going to live up to these contracts, but I don't I don't think that they're going going to go, and it's not going to work out. It's just because of how that organization and how the coaching is over there. You you would think that a lot of these a lot of these players is going to work. Mm-hmm. I, I really see. I, I really think 
Hunter and Nelson is going to be really good ads for the whoever the starting QB is next year. I, I like uh, Kyle has obviously been there before, so he comes back and he's going to be playing with an edge because he didn't like how Miami did him. So he's going to be playing for edge or playing playing with an edge. And then Matt Judon, I really like that move. I you know I, I, I like what they I like what they've done. They've spent a lot of money, but I mean you know. Sometimes, sometimes it's needed. I, I think Bill Belichick is seeing that and he's probably looking at it like, you know, I've never done this before or we've never done this before. You know, let's go out and add some more talent. We really don't have the talent. And it's, know, it's you know. the thing, too, when it comes to spending. And this is what you and I were talking about before. It's like what is initially re- reported as a deal like, oh, they spent nearly 300 million. Oh, my God. How do they do that? Right, right, right. That's just so much money. Right. But if you look at a lot of these deals, every one of these deals, every single one of these deals that they made, every one of them has a has a team option in either year in either two years from now or three. So all these this this four year deal for John New Smith, it's really a three year. This three year deal for Hunter Henry is really a two like the guaranteed money and like signing bonuses. That's the biggest thing. And we've seen this throughout three free agency this year with like voided contracts and how people are putting it there. And that's just those, the way that people are able to manipulate salary cap is, is very impressive. And with the NFL going down in salary cap this year for the first time ever, right? teams are trying to acquire these short years, these or this, this one year, the shortened salary cap year within shorter year contracts, mm-hmm. because the salary cap is about $30 million below the projected amount that it was supposed to be going into this year because salary cap is allocated in terms of a a percentage of the league's revenue, right? So it's about 48% of the league's total revenue divided by 32. That's your salary cap figure right there. And league revenue, of course, we all know sales and all that stuff, but the TV deals and when the TV deal comes in and there's that new one. And in 2022 and 2023, especially 2023, we can imagine, or at least start a 2022 season probably have fans back in the stadiums. Yep. The NFL has a whole entire year of people back in the stands and the cost to get back in the stands, that's going to go up a little bit for everyone to be back. And then that TV deal is going to go up. Thus the salary cap is going to go up. So if you're offloading these deals for more money down the road, say in like 2023 specifically when it's really going to hit, like I can see that more 2021, 2022, you're going to have to kind of work with it a little bit, but 2023, et cetera, 24, like you're, the salary cap is just going to take off yeah. and it, it'll jump right back up there. So yeah, it's really just interesting to make sure when you look, consider the value of a, of a, something for your team, look at the details of the contract because the initial report, the little headline is just like we see now you click on a headline and well, the substance of the story don't necessarily capture the That's entire headline. Correct. That's just important to do too. Yeah. Did you have other winners you want to touch on? Yeah, uh, I had a couple more. Uh, the next winner, and it's no order, no order. I, I, right. will, I will say, I've, I, well, yeah, no order. I'm gonna say no order. The next one I'm gonna say, as far as one of the winners, is the Chargers. I really like what they did. You know, sometimes teams when they lose, you know, players in you know free agency or you know retirement or whatever it is, they can't, you know address it right away you know they can but maybe not talent wise you know and I feel like here the Chargers we all know 
that they were one of they had one of the worst offensive lines last year. You know, uh, good thing Justin Herbert was able to, you know, make it through the season. But uh, they didn't have a really good offensive line. And they haven't had a really good offensive line. Yeah, it seems like for a long time. Yeah, for a long, even with Phillip Rivers being there. But they were able to address the center position by getting Corey Lindsley, who I think, well, probably was probably the best center outside of in free agency, mm-hmm. outside of uh, Rodney, you know, the whole Rodney deal and whatnot. But he got traded, so he never had a chance to really be a free agent. But, th- yeah, he, he that was a really good pickup. And it came right after uh, Mike P- uh, Pouncey obviously announced his retirement. And then uh, Matt Filler, you know, if I'm saying his, his uh, name. Oh, Matt Filer, yeah, from right. um, Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh, right, right. You know, and I think one reason why I really like this move, and the money's not too bad on, on this on this front either, the reason why I really like this move is because he could play multiple positions. He could mm-hmm. play guard and he could play tackle. And the Chargers, that's what they need. I mean, they need guards, they need tackles, they need yeah. So, I mean, you pay somebody, you know, that could play both at a, at a pretty good level, high level. You know, that's that's a really, really good pickup on them. So I, I, that's what I really want to see. I want to see, you know, because free agency, again, sometimes these 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 teams spend really big money on these on these players and it don't, it, you know, don't pan out or it's not worth it. I really think that these two moves right here was really, really worth it um, on multiple fronts. They're talent wise and they had holes. They had holes there on that offensive line. So and they they filled them. And now this allows them to go elsewhere, maybe in the draft. See, now they don't really have to go after, you know, because I, I really felt like this is where they're gonna go. They're gonna go off into linemen, first pick. You know, um Slater might be there, you know, uh Tucker might be there. So out of USC. And so now, who knows? Maybe maybe they go out and get somebody like a Kyle Pitts. I wouldn't want to see it. You know, I don't want to have to deal with him in our in our division. No, I certainly you know? don't. But with them losing Hunter Henry, you know, uh that that they they can go there with it, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe address offensive line later off later in the draft, you know, some more offensive linemen later in the draft. So so yeah, I really like what they did, man. It helps them out now and in the draft. Mm-hmm. And some other options. So that's my that's my second winner. Yeah, they added. They also added uh, Jared Cook on just a one year, like oh, yeah, Jared, one, yeah. like one year five, something like that. That's right. That's right. I forgot all about Jared Cook. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that like as far as just the passing weapon strength of what you lost with Henry, I think we both would agree that Henry's a better player. And right. The contract su- suggested so, but to lose Hunter Henry to not have to eat, have him eat up, you know, twenty five million in cap, which is twenty five million guarantee. I don't have the details of Henry's cap hit specifically. Right. But Jerry, it's not Jared Cook. It's it's a fraction. Jared Cooks is a fraction of that. So that still allows you to be able to make the moves like you did for a Matt Filer or for a Corey Lindsley, who 100 percent Corey Lindsley was the best. I think the best, the best center on the free agent market. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really solid move. Uh, another ones that I like in terms of overall moves within on this offseason is the Cardinals. OK, I like what the Cardinals did. They're not. I don't necessarily I wouldn't give him a, a because I don't necessarily agree with that AJ Green deal. That one kind of came out of nowhere to me. Like they signed AJ Green 8.5 million one year, but you already got Larry Fitzgerald who's super old but is less. They still haven't re-signed him. So you could be I mean I, to imagine the Cardinals moving on from Larry Fitzgerald that just seems foreign. But maybe they do it. You know. But, was that that, that's probably where they're headed. Probably. I would have brought back Larry. Bring yeah. Larry and, you know, go get somebody else. You get somebody that's, 
you know, kind of, well, we know not kind of. Now he's healthy last year. Right. Last year, but he is injury prone. Man, he is one of the most injury prone players in the NFL. Which were you talking about, uh, AJ? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's been, he's been hurt so much. Yeah. Like he, it's towards the end of his career, he's been hurt a ton. And Larry, has at least been more readily available. This dude yeah. really does like never. I don't even know if he understands the word drop or what it means because he never does. Probably um, can't even spell it. <laughs> he, he like well, drop. What, what's this word like, drop? Right, right. What does that mean? Right. I've never. I'm, I don't know what that word is. I don't. I don't. You know when you drop a pass. I what? Like, <laughs> right, right. He, yeah, and he Larry's a very like he's a gritty receiver. He you could put him at the slot and have him block. Right, right. Like that's not what AJ Green's going to do for you. So, like, I, that's the only part that I disagree with. But I really do like – I think the J.J. Watt signing was a good one to allow him to play next to Chandler Jones. Uh, I really think that was solid. The Marcus Golden re-signing, I thought that was really good, too, as, like, your third guy, and they didn't pay a ton for him. The trade to acquire Rodney Hudson for a third-round pick and, again, put more protection towards Kyler Murray. And then also the underrated signing of Kelvin Beecham. Kelvin Be- Beecham being able to be your second best tackle because DJ Humphreys is that dude on the left side. And then so to sure up the other side, you get Kelvin Beecham at super, super cheap. I mean, it's really his boils down to like a one year deal with a cap hit of a million and a half dollars. And they can move on from him at the end of the season if they want. If, if it's like, you know what, Kelvin, uh, you didn't really, you were all right pass blocking last year. You really can't, when, never shown you can run block, but you were a decent, solid pass blocker. And to get a decent pass blocker at that cost, yeah. huge, huge, especially when you, when you want to protect your quarterback who has had issues, at least in his rookie year, with being sacked a ton. So, so that's why I like those, just really bolstering the offensive line and like assuring it up and then adding to the trenches one way or another. And then... I thought they were going to re-sign Patrick Peterson as like a you know, like a lifetime achievement type of war because he's been there for a while. He's yeah. been good for a while, but he's getting old. And the money he's he was declining. wanting, and what's that? He's declining too. For he sure, he is. Been the same player last what two at least two years, maybe mm-hmm. two years for sure. I would not have paid him what Minnesota did, but yeah, man, there was a Minnesota fan. One of the homies, he he was raving about that move. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't have did it either, but keep going. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's mainly it. That's like, you know, to let Pat P walk, uh, I think that's smart. And then to get what you did in terms of, you know, JJ, pass rush, protection for Kyler, I think it's solid. I think it's real solid. Do you have, what other teams? Oh, uh, did you, or no, did you have any other teams in the winner's category before we move to the, to the L column? Yeah, I got one more, one more, um, the Washington football team. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember we said that. Washington football team, man. I, I really like – and it's really just a couple moves that I really liked that really stood out the most. Obviously, the quarterback position. Because it, it seemed like that's they were, it, that's what it seemed like. It seemed like they was really just a quarterback away. You know, um, they really – they grinded out a lot of games defensively last year, and they were able to get into the playoffs. Granted, the NFC was was weaker last year, but they, hey, they was able to get into it. And some teams really picked – them to beat the Buccaneers. They a lot of not teams, but uh fans people, out there. Yeah, people, for sure. Maybe enough that that it could happen because of how good that defensive line is and how and, and how deep how good this defensive line is going to be for the next few years. They're young. That whole defense is going to be good for a while. But you need to address that offense. And I feel like they did that and they still got the draft to go. 
They got Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I thought played pretty well last year. We all know he can be inconsistent. But last year, he completed his highest completion rate at 68%, as the highest he's ever completed. Now, he didn't play every game, but we've seen that from Ryan. We've seen him play in five games, seven games, eight games, three games, one games, whatever. And he's never completed that, you know, that high of a percentage. And so that that's really that's good to see. I mean, his touchdowns was cool. Interceptions wasn't too bad. You they know, were, yeah. And if I, he can keep those under wraps, then he's a. Yeah, I mean, the dude can make some impressive throws. We all remember the one that he made when they subbed out Tua against us. Oh, like that throw. Oh, say on, what you want man. about like the calls and everything. Like, yeah, it hurt. It sucked. But that throw was incredible. It was. It was. It was. It was a throw that I don't even think. That really was just a. Uh, that was. That was throwing up a prayer. That was really just throwing up a prayer, you know. I mean, but give credit when it's due. It is what it is. If anybody can make a throw like that, <laughs> it would like be. He's got some ability in him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Fitzpatrick has shown, like he can. That's why they call it the Fitz magic. Like he just makes right. these throws so many times where it's like, wow. But then you watch another game. I'll never forget. I think it was 2016. He was with the Jets, Buffalo, or the Jets. It was the game. The Thursday night game was Buffalo and the Jets. And considering that he played for. For both teams at one point, right? You know, either way, like the the point I was bringing up with it to quickly talk about, it, he said, or he went for like three forty one and four touchdowns in one night, three hundred forty yards, four touchdowns. Turns around the next week and throws six picks. Yeah, that, <laughs> six. That's him, bro. <laughs> that that's mm-hmm. him. That's him, and that's the only thing. That's that's the thing. You don't know sometimes what you're really going to get. However, I will say this. The good thing with that that Ron Rivera type of offense, although he's a defensive guy, but the way he likes his offense to be ran, I should say, and Jack Dale, we're obviously the same way, although he's a defensive coordinator over here. I'm sure he got some say into, you know, to to some other things that goes on with the team as far as how they should do certain things with the offense because he's been a head coach, is they like to run the ball. So this could help. You know, Ryan, just a tad bit more, you know, they'll be running the ball a little bit more because they got a really solid runner that came out of nowhere uh, last year, you know. So let's see how that goes. And then the other move I like is Curtis Samuel. I think I think that's a really, really good move. Yeah. You pair him with an old college teammate and Terry McLaurin, who we really, really like, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously he's playing with Ron Rivera over there in Carolina when, when Ron was there. So and he's a solid he's a he's a real solid Wide receiver, you know, he had you his, can do uh, like you you can give him reverses and stuff. Jack of all yeah. trades, dude. Jack of all trades, literally. You know, you can mm-hmm. do the reverse, you can go deep, you can do the curl routes. It's not one thing he really can't do, you know. And last year he he really came into his own, you know, 180, uh, 151 yards, you know, 77 catches. He touchdowns can go up. He only had three touchdowns, but you know, that will go up. You know, that 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 will go up over here, you know, in Washington, I think. So I, oh, I yeah, like, especially you get Fitzpatrick, someone who will actually sling the ball down the field. Yeah, yeah, he will sling the ball. <laughs> so everybody he touches. So and and they got speed. Curtis is not; he's not slow. And Terry is real. You know, he's both he, of them are four three dudes. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, I, th- that's that's the other team that I have as far as one of the winners. Mm-hmm. No, I would agree. Uh, to add to uh, what the football team also did is they signed William Jackson in free agency. Yeah, yeah. Who, yeah, William Jackson's been he's he had William Jackson put together one season. Was this 20 It was a year before. 18 19. I think it was I think it was 18 or 19. I want to say 18. Either he way, he put together this one season like lockdown yeah. 
Revis-esque, like for just one season, just one season, not a career, not a stream, not even two, just one. Right. Right. Where he was like literally no fly zone. Just in a one year's total, that dude was a monster. And then other than that, he had a couple other years where he fell back toward like the average area where he wasn't necessarily like an elite level dude. But then last season he had a good year, especially considering that 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 Bengals pass rush was Carl Lawson and nobody else. Right. You know, so, (laughs) you know, so I mean, it was and the linebacking core had its issue, you know, but he he's when you when there's a when there's good corners out there for you to get. And especially like you had said, you got a defensive front like that and you got a good defensive brain trust there. They already have they already have like a really good safety pairing with Landon Collins. And then I keep not elder. Who's that? They got that rookie, the seventh rounder that they drafted. Oh, I don't even know why I'm blanking on his name right now. But uh, anyway, they they have a really good defense right now. And right. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do this year as far as how that unit all plays. Yeah, same here. Um, and you're right, bro. It was 2018. 2018. Okay. That's when he played the the full season. That's when his, he just statistically wise. He was really – he didn't have no interceptions. But, I mean, they wasn't really – he was – he was. I mean, he was really – his pass defense, if you see it, he had, he had 13 pass defense. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he was really all over the place. You know, he was – he was – you know, he was – Sticky, sticky coverage. And sticky that's coverage, not see. allowing a lot of yards. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, not allowing, yeah. You know, and quarterbacks won't throw to you as much, you know. So, so yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That's also a big time, big time signing, you know. And and on a his one year deal, right? One year deal? William Jackson? Yeah. I no, I think he got more. Uh I think he got more on that. Let me see. What's his? Oh, go. it's a three year, three year deal. Three year deal. Yeah, three year deal. Yeah. And and you know what? That's fine. Three year deal, forty million. You know, I don't have mm-hmm. the uh of it, like the, all the details of it, but just looking at it right now, yeah, forty, forty point five million contract on a three year deal. So, you know, uh, twenty six million I- guaranteed. His cap hit this year is six and a half. His cap hit, which is six and a half for his ability, that's like, geez, you don't. That's like the he's outside of the top twenty highest paid corners in the league this year, yeah. in terms of what he will cost you. But then in twenty twenty two, he's going to go up to sixteen million, which that will put him somewhere in between. Like, It'd be that, in that'll be yeah, in be him in the, somewhere in the middle. But then they, if they want, they can jump out of the deal after that with five million in dead cap. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a really that's a really good contract. Then that's a really good contract. Yeah. And for somebody, and this is this is a uh, this is a high reward type deal. This is somebody. This is somebody, and we're gonna get into you know hint. We're gonna get into one of the losers, but this is one of the players that Cincinnati should have kept. You know, I feel mm-hmm. because he was deserving. You know, I mean, in mm-hmm. two thousand, look at you look at, and we talked about this for one of the players. I can't remember what player it was. We've talked about so many players, but one of the players I was saying, you know, when you give them. It might have been, might have been Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin was one of them. But when you give the players more playing time and you allow them to really get on the field and they start starting games and things like that, you see their their confidence go up. They start to, you know, they start to get the ball a little bit more, you know, and those type mm-hmm. of things matter with players. And you look at you look at William Jackson. You know, he played in 15 games in 2017 when he got drafted. He only started in five, but he started to in 2018. 
he's played in 16, started all 16. He had his best season. And then last year, he played pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't – I think because of defense – I think he fell into one of those things where it was like, man, defense is so bad, we got to get rid of everybody. But they shouldn't have done that. It was that – he was one of the players they should have brought back, unless he didn't want to come back. True. Unless, you know, he just – him and his agent, or he told his agent, like, look, I really want to go elsewhere, and it just didn't work out. But if mm-hmm. he was willing to come back, Cincinnati should have brought them back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that would have been a real solid, like, young core of a secondary if you got him and Jesse Bates. Yeah. And then you can just, like, build around that and then invest. You know, we all said that they should invest in, in the line. Line. Cincinnati. Yeah. 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 Which well, that actually does bring us into – a loser <laughs> yeah, talked about and you and I are in lockstep with this agree a hundred percent. Like we talked about that was the worst offensive line in football last year, according to, you know, and if they weren't the dead last they was either second and no better than the third word. I, I mean, you terrible offensive line. You got to do something. Look what happened to Joe Burrow. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they only made one move into grab Riley reef. That is not, I just I cannot get on board with you if if you're if you have this this player in Joe Burrow who is like everything a first round number one overall franchise changing quarterback should be right thus far what we have seen and this is you don't make any other moves in the draft that year to get him you instead draft two linebackers instead in the middle rounds and then in free agency hits and you let it, that corner walk and you don't invest in the O-line beyond Riley Reef. I'm just, how, Sway? I don't know. I don't know. After your, and see, that's the thing, too. After your quarterback just suffered an AC, a terrible injury. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And see, this is why we bash organizations like this. You know, that's why we got on Cincinnati, you know, before the draft even happened last year. We were saying, well, Joe Burrow don't want to go there. And we can see why, because of the organization. And this is why. Here we are, a new year. You know, and what we, we what what did we say when they drafted Joe Burrow? We said, we said Ho- hopefully hopefully he don't get hurt. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt because that offensive line is that bad. Mm-hmm. And what happened? He ended up he ended up getting hurt. And not to say it was expected. You was hope you 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 never wish injury or never want a player to get hurt. Right. You know, but it's hard not seeing a player possibly getting hurt, especially in the game of the NFL in general. I mean, you know, it's a, the most physical sport in America, but. When you don't address the offensive line, knowing that it was a weakness going into last season, mm-hmm. coming off the season before, coming out of 2019, you knew that was a weak, that was a weak offensive line. So, I, 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 you know, I don't know, but anyway, they, you know, they didn't address the offensive line in free agency, and I feel like they should have. You know, we we kind of discussed about you know what we feel about the trenches and and how much we really feel that you know if your money is going to go. If you're going to spend a lot of money on a unit, we really believe the trenches or the offensive line, mm-hmm. me both, offensive yeah. line, you just offensive line, we both agree there that that's where your money should go. So I don't care. You know, you look at, uh, you know, Joe Joe uh, Thune is somebody that they should have went after. They didn't do it. They didn't want to pay that type of money, but they should have. Who cares? You need to, at least that's my opinion. I really feel like you need to invest in that offensive line. And sometimes you're going to have to overpay for players regardless anyway. And why not do it at your most important uh, on the team? Yeah, I think, yeah, like that's that's true. Like 100%, like like Corey Lindsley, Joe Thune. Yeah. Proven proven dudes at their position at a position you need. Everyone needs it. Offensive line helps your every every function of your offense. Yeah. Offensive line helps 100%. 
you know, and 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 so, and then you have some other guys. If you want to pay a little bit less money, you can win after uh, Matt Thieler, you know, uh, the guy we just talked about, you know, from from still from the Steelers. You could Alex Mack still out there. Alex Mack, he's still, still out, out there. there. Just uh, he's old, but bring him in in a short just just to keep Joe up. Keep him going, <laughs> you know. That's what I'm saying to keep that keep that offense moving and to keep Joe from getting hurt, mm-hmm. you know. And um. Uh, Rodney Hudson, they should have been in that trade. They should, I don't, maybe they were, I don't know. Maybe they tried, right? Yeah, but it, I mean, I just like you, like you're saying, like we, you've said this before, and I agree that we don't know every single piece that goes on behind closed doors. Right. But to only walk away with one guy, <laughs> right? Like, come on. And then look at Seattle. We bashed, we, we, we've been on Seattle's offensive line for the last, well, since the podcast started, you know, mm-hmm. last year. And then we were on them uh, recently here because, you know, Russ wants to get traded, still wants to be traded, whatever, but mainly because he's tired of getting hit. And mm-hmm. what they do, although they're not seeing eye to eye, Russ is not seeing eye with Pete, Pete, vice versa, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. they still agree with Russ. And what they do, they go out and get a trade done with a fifth round pick with us, fifth round pick, Gabe Jackson. Mm hmm. You know, they're they're going out there, they're 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 hearing and they're then they probably already know, you know, they probably already knew, but now mm-hmm. they're hearing from their quarterback and they're addressing it. You know, mm-hmm. in Cincinnati, you know, I, I just they haven't like know. Seattle drafted a lineman last year. They drafted what was it, Damian Lewis? Yeah. Who yeah. I like by the way. And he actually he showed like as a rook, he was pass blogging his ass off yeah. and you know, underneath some underneath another year, getting his feet underneath him, you know, bringing in vets. He had Mike Upati there. Before now, another one like Gabe, like he, they're they're at least allocating resources to right. that area. The right. Bengals, you can no one they could draft whoever they want. Like the draft is not like other. Oh, we try to get this guy in free agency, but he want to come here. If you know, we try to trade, but we can't. The draft is you. And last year they chose not to draft that any lineman at all. Right. <laughs> so right. like, like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why they get. But see, that's why they get the backlash that they get. Right, of course, a hundred percent. Ain't nobody just picking on just to pick on. We 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 picking on what what we see, you know. I mean, it's just it's it's the facts. So yeah, you know, uh, I, I didn't I just so far. Now it ain't over. It's we not over. We talked about this. It's not over. It's still uh, some quality players. You brought up Alex Mack. There's still quality players out there for them to go and try to get. You know, maybe trade for some players. They can go out and, and make some moves. We'll we'll see what happens. One move I do like. And, you know, we we briefly talked about it mm-hmm. from them. And it's the highlight of their free agency. They're still losers, in my opinion, because, again, offensive line is the most important position. And when you see what happened with Joe Burrow, you, you just couldn't say otherwise. But I do like the Trey Hendrick out of um, New Orleans. I do like that. I do like yeah, that. Yeah, Trey Hendrickson, the, the DN. I, I like that move. Uh, you know, he is somebody, when you look at his body of work, obviously he still has room to grow, but he's young. And one thing you want to, if you're going to give a big contract or a solid contract to a player for a lot of years, a few years, was it four years? Is it four years? It's four years, but they have a team option literally at the end of the first year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so four years, if you want to give that type of contract and, and have a player, you know, come in, you want them to be young and, and, and really getting better. And that's, that's what I feel with him. You know, he, um, he was a sack machine last year with 13 and a half sacks. You know, uh, he had 4.5 the year previously, but the year before that, I don't think he had any. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's getting better. He went from, you know, and, and again, this comes down to P 
PT playing time. You know, he got a lot more playing time uh, this past year. And then last year he started to play a little bit more a year before that. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's getting that PT. So I feel like this is a good move. Even his tackles shot up. He didn't have too many tackles in 2019 with only 11, but he had 22, which is a step up, you know, uh, in 2020. So he's doing, he's, he's getting better and that's what you want to see. And he can rush the passer. And that's what you want to see in Cincinnati because that defense was bad. It, it, that was a bad defense. And with Carl Lawson, you would have even. That's another thing. I I would have brought him back, but mm-hmm. I don't know what he was asking for. You know, I know he's kind of been inconsistent. He's also been hurt. So those are the things you gotta you know uh, taking take into considerations. And I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Maybe you know, maybe they wasn't just trying to. They wasn't trying to pay him as much. And that's and that's fine. They went and they addressed it. They went and got Trey. Fine, but that offensive line. I I just don't understand how you can't. I just I don't understand how you can't address that. So yeah, it's yeah. it seemed like the glaring issue, and they was like, yeah, we know, we know, we got it. And then they only added Riley Reef, who the Vikings are another team that's been trying to get improve that offensive line, and they moved on from Riley Reef. So, like, that would just tell you, like, he is not – he's okay. Like, if you have five Riley Reefs, your line's not terrible, but it's not not good. Yeah. Right now, the Bengals had basically trash, 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 Riley Reef. (laughs) And you're like, that's not a recipe for success. And you're not – and you got to surround just at least cycle in talent, resources, draft, free agency, trade, whatever. And that's that hasn't been the moves they've made so far. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree there. I agree there. One, I actually want to ask you one signing in particular, not in terms of a total team effort, but just one signing in particular. The Leonard Williams signing. Leonard Williams signed what was a three year, $63 million deal. Leonard Williams is getting $45 million guaranteed. That guarantee is only over the course of two years. Leonard Williams had a $22.5 million signing bonus. And in contracts, like, you know, the signing bonus, that's basically like direct deposit. Guaranteed is basically like, this is your salary and what we are going to for sure pay you. The rest, a whole bunch of, that's contract specific, the rest of that money. But basically what it is for sure for him, two years, $45 million. They have a team option after the end of 2022. In 2022, Leonard Williams will make more money against the cap than Aaron Donald and just a tiny shade under Khalil Mack. Would you That's give that man this money? And I, and I hate to say this, man. I, I hate to say this because I really like Leonard Williams, obviously coming out of the college, my, my, you know, USC Trojans and being a fan of his, him wanting to play for the Raiders when he was coming out and now him being a, well, when he was a free agent, I wanted us to go after him. He was a number one free agent. I wanted us to go after, him, but I would not have paid him that much money. That's too much money. Yeah, and, and it's too much money for for a player that he's really been. I'll, I'll say this: last year he was one of the better defense tackles in the league. By for sure, you cannot for sure. take that away from him. He played great. He's young. See, that's another thing too. He's young, so. They're looking at it like, and, and he's looking at it, I can only get better, you know, whatever, whatever. But he still has, he's been inconsistent on the other the, the other teams, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, you know, I, I don't, I just don't, you know, when he played for the Jets, he was okay. 
He was right. okay. Right. When he was playing with the Jets, you know? I didn't envision this dude getting 45 million guaranteed. Nah, nah, you know, I didn't see that. That's too much. And you just named the player Aaron Do- more than Aaron Donald? Come in, on. in 2022, he will make more money. Like He will cost the, the Jets more money, or excuse me, the Giants more money than Aaron Donald will cost the Rams. It's just crazy. And it's like it's like only a like two million less than what Khalil Mack will cost the Bears. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unreal. That's just that's too much money. Too mm-hmm. much money. You know, and I ain't hating on you know get your money. Get your money, Leonard. <laughs> get his yeah, get your bread. But I'm speaking from a if I owned a team, right, right. You know, right. if I own the Raiders and 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 he was asking for that, I wouldn't have there's no way. Yeah. He was asking, you know what though? I would have to say though, him and his agent, they was after the money though, because I was hearing that. That's why I didn't think he was going to go back to the Giants. Mm-hmm. I was hearing he wasn't going to take no more franchise. They, they said that they wasn't going to tag him. They said that they was going to go ahead and let him, you know, uh, test free agency. And then he got tagged. And I was like, hmm, I'm wondering, and this makes sense, because they probably said, look, we're going to pay. Literally, we're going to pay. Let's work out the contract. And they probably was already working out the contract. And, mm-hmm. and his, him and his agent probably knew it was going to get done. So a, it was like, look, we don't want to lose you. Let us tag you, and we'll get this contract done in about a couple of weeks. I guarantee we're that, we're that close. Or he knew just off the what his agent was saying, hey, look, this is about to get done. You're about to get X amount of dollars, blah, blah, blah. Just go ahead and do it. So that's the only reason. So he knew, and that's why I said shout out to him for getting his bread, man. You know, um, we all could use that type of money right now. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. But, yeah, as a, as an owner or as a like a, a – I guess a GM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Self-awareness in life is amazing. I think everyone, every single person walking this earth will have like being self-aware is a sign of a smart person, a smart character and like a grounded down to earth individual. But when you're an NFL player in a contract room, negotiating contracts, don't be self-aware. <laughs> Shoot for the moon. You have the hugest ego in the world. Because the worst they're going to do is say no. And if they agree, then pff, you end up getting paid more than than people who are clearly better than you at your position, like Leonard Williams did. Right. Just in terms of that one year. I mean, Aaron Donald's contract is different with how it breaks down, but never would have thought that Aaron that, that Leonard Williams could get this type of money. And here he is. Yeah. Didn't think that would happen, but he got it. And it is what it is. He's it is definitely- what it is, man. Any other like individual? Did you have like an individual signing or anything else like that that we hadn't talked about? Uh, no, I thought. I mean, we we see that how much money the Patriots spent. Obviously, they spent a lot of money, you know. But we're okay with those moves for the most part. But everything else, no, that's the craziest one right there. I seen the money, but I didn't know the the didn't look into the details yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that that's by far got to be the craziest one. Forty five only- million guaranteed. No one else got that kind of. Not even close. Nobody. Nobody. No one else even like, hit. I like I don't think nobody. <laughs> I think that's like fifteen million more guaranteed than like the second highest one, or like it's in the teens in terms of how much more guaranteed Leonard Williams got compared to anybody else in the free agency market. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, let's see. Let's see what yeah. he do. I mean, he better turn into Aaron Donald like now, like as like, soon as he signed. <laughs> double better- the guarantee money JJ Watt got. <laughs> Double. <laughs> that's 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 insane, man. Good on him and his agent. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. Um, as far as me, I, I I would say some of the I don't have another like 
loser. I don't know if you have. Do you? Do you no, have a, not you just that deal. I felt was like a massive overpay, massive overpay. Yeah, they got a good player, and I do, and I am, and I said this to you off air. You, not all good deals are just the deals that don't cost a lot of money, right? It right. it requires you to pay a good player. You have to pay him good money. Right. Yannick and Gakwe, we are paying like what? It's twenty six million guaranteed. That's half over the course of the whole entire time. And, and as I broke down, Leonard Williams deal is essentially the same length if they choose to exercise that team option, but we'll have paid him twice the amount that we're paying in Cockway. Right. Right. Like right. that's just the problem really with it. So no, nah, no nah, other than that, I, I really, that was really the only deal that was like eye popping in terms of like, Oh, they resigned. They re Okay. They re They paid him. What? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as me, I don't have another team or I don't have another player that stands out as much as that. There ain't there isn't no there isn't. That <laughs> stands out far. So you so you won that. I, I can't I can't find a player like that. I won't I won't find one. No. Nah, like uh, the other ones you'd be like, oh yeah, you know, they overpaid a little bit, but you know. Right, right. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah. Now the player, I don't have another team, but a couple players that I feel like are kind of like losers in this situation is Jay Beyond Clowney, man. I, he's one of them. I got a couple here. I just feel like I never forget when he he went last year. He thought he was gonna cash out, which the the year that he had with Seattle, it was cool. You know, I mean, he came in, he did, he played thirteen games. He only had three sacks, but he had he had a lot. I I, I don't have his pressures on hand. But I want to say he had a lot of pressures. Like he was not right. really. He didn't have that didn't many. He? Okay. Well, it seemed like when I was. I don't know. It seemed like when you he had you the one though. He actually he had a decent amount. One game really. One game. One. That Seattle game. Remember that that Monday night game or that no, Seattle and uh, Seattle and Niners game. Right. Oh, Remember okay. that that crazy game where yeah. he literally was just like right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. an animal. He right. had ten pressures in that game. Okay. Dude didn't have any dude didn't even have five in any other game throughout the course of the whole entire year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that is that, that the Niner game is a game I must be relating to then going back on. Um because he was a monster then, yeah. Yeah, you know, and he for whatever reason then thought he was gonna cash out, you know, uh last year. And it didn't work that way. He ended up going to Tennessee. And he didn't do absolutely nothing. I mean, he was a waste. He was a waste. And I remember thinking, like, when they when they picked him up, I said, well, that, that could help. They can get something going. Because, you know, their defense was terrible. Mm -hmm. Their defense was just trash all the way around. Secondary, which was supposed to be kind of like their strength with their safeties and a, and a corner or two. But they they weren't. And then the defensive line was was not that good either. So you would think adding a pass rusher. You know, and 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 on a prove it deal, you would just think like, okay, he's about to come in and 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 really, he's mad. He didn't get his money, and you know, he's playing for a contender. I could see if it was just you know a non contender playing for a contender, and he didn't do anything. And now no. here we are, free agency, and you know, he hasn't signed. I'm sure because they're offering them pennies in his mind, you know, and he's not going to get no. He's not going. He's not going to get the cash out the way he thought he would two years ago. So. Right. But yeah. Uh, him, uh, Juju Smith too. Juju Smith Schuster. I think he thought. I think we actually not just him. Us. I I thought some some somebody was going to yeah, sign him. True. I really did think that. I thought we were a possibility of signing him to a big contract. He wasn't 
a wide receiver that I had ahead of some of the other ones, I wouldn't have mind him because I personally feel like he is a a number two, not a number one. And he that, might even be a three. Maybe a three. Yeah, I think he's like two, three-ish. I think that's that's kind of how I view him too. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a three. But for sure, he's definitely not a one. We agree there. Exactly. And although people say people may say, well, why would you want him? You guys don't, you know, you guys need a one. Well, run run it one is supposed to be Henry Ruggs. And I think they want to give him a chance. And I feel like that's the right thing to do. And let him be that one. And Juju could have came in and been that second or three, depending on, you know, Brian Edwards or whatever, who I really like. So, you know, I would have been okay with it. I just wouldn't have been okay if it would have been some crazy contract, which I thought he was going to get from us or somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And it did not happen. And I think, and then him going back to Pittsburgh for for a one year deal, I I really think that's, that's a huge disappointment because it seemed like he was ready to leave too. It was a lot of rumors Mm -hmm. going around, obviously him growing up in Long Beach, him playing for my squad, USC, him growing up a Raider fan. He wanted to play for the Raiders from what I was hearing. There was a couple other teams he was talking to the Jets, I believe the Eagles, uh, you know, and I, I think he thought he was going to get more money. It didn't happen. And, and you know, and now he goes back to Pittsburgh on a one-year deal. So I, he's one of the losers. And then the other one I have is T.Y. Hilton. I just feel like I think it's more so of just play with him. I, I don't know what really happened. I, I think last year he was okay, you know, but, you know, he was averaging a 1,000 yards just about – Every season from 2013 all the way up to 2018, 2017, he only he had 900, but he was about literally what 966, 966 yards to be exact, you know. And just the last two years, he hasn't really played that well. His touchdowns is still averaging the same. He's getting older too. It, that could be what it is. That's what I'm saying. Talent wise, and, and and that's a good point too. Age wise, you know, a little bit of health wise. You know, but I, I just think I think any why all the wide receivers, not all of them, but some of the wide receivers, I think I thought and I think a lot of other people thought they were going to cash out and it didn't happen. Nelson is really the only one that probably got more than he thought he would really, really get, you know, but I thought this happened for Nelson. It's going to happen for Juju. Juju's going to get even more money. Yeah, that's true. I would have expected Juju to command more than Nelson did in the market. Right. T.Y. Hilton, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Kenny Galladay, he may, he may. I think he will get more. Yeah, yeah, he should. I he mean, should, I, right? Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely the best one out there. Allen Robinson obviously got tagged, but uh, yeah, uh, Kenny is second. You mm-hmm. know, I think he'll get more. And I think the thing, like with Juju and Ty, those guys' names, you, you, I think just the general name of, and this could just be the the you know the pulse of the fan bases as opposed to the pulse of GMs, right. but it seems like like Juju and Ty. Their name in comparison to Nelson Aguilar and like the perception of those three guys, right. I would have expected the money to go to anyone but Nelson out of those three. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. Nelson got more. Yeah. Nelson. One thing I will say with Nelson versus it just, I don't know why Juju seemed like the bigger name, but Nelson actually was a number, a true number one. Juju's last yet- year for us. That's what he was. So, I mean, hey, maybe, 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 maybe he should have. He showed more him. versatility than Juju did. Like he had a better season last year. Like Juju was just underneath, 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 short. And maybe some of that is bending system, sure, whatever. But Nelson showed like everything. 
going deep, playing on the outside, playing on the inside, yeah. quickness. Like he he had a good season, really good season. Yeah, he did. He did. And what was Juju's average again? Was it eight eight yards per catch? Oh, it was super short. It's just dinkers. That was like Pittsburgh's offense as a whole last year. It was just like dinky, dinky, dink, 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 dink. Because they didn't have a run game. They didn't want Ben to get hurt. Ben's arm strength was up and down. So, I mean, there's, you know, just a lot of factors there. But still, like, Juju hasn't showed, like, he didn't look more dynamic than Deontay Johnson. He didn't look more dynamic and have the 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 game breaking plays and the the downfield ability that Chase Claypool showed in the exact same offense. So yeah. Pittsburgh really had zero incentive to give this guy the big deal. And it didn't seem like any other teams felt like they had incentive to either. And that's why he went back to Pittsburgh on the one year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the few players that I have. And then the team, obviously, uh, Cincinnati being the losers. So those are my collective losers so far. Again, this could, you know, this could change, you know, but um, so far this is this is what I see and what I've what I've heard. So, yeah, I would agree with you, man. We will be back, though, ladies and gentlemen, with more throughout the going course of the offseason and the free agency. We won't be two times a week like we were during the year, during the season. Not really a need, but as we see some needs, we'll be back and we will be back going into draft prospects, mock draft, stuff like that. And be on the lookout for just different ways that we're going to start to engage the listeners. We'll have more details on that to come. Definitely appreciate being back on the microphone. Tune in next time for Cover Zero. Peace. That's our show. Be sure to email us with your questions, comments, and statements to CoverZeroPodcast at gmail.com. To find all of the links to follow us on social media and also to find more exclusive content, visit us at tssaw.com. See you next week.